Now back to the Midday Grind with Martin and Marlo on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. Grab it onto a song by Laura Branigan. Hard to believe. I bet they were pounding beers and fist pounding at Fast Eddie's last night. An exciting Blues win, a Cardinals win, and boy, the whole town is buzzing today. A lot of fun. You know what? And if you're not in a good mood, just go to Fast Eddie's. It'll turn it around. Now, I've, Eddie, every time I bring this up, our producer Brian says you're sending people in a bad mood up to Alton. I said, no, no, no. I'm just saying uh, we, we can change that. We can change that. That's where you should send everybody in a bad mood. That's what. That's all. If you're in a good mood, you should go. If you're in a bad mood, you should go. No matter what, when you walk out, you're in a good mood. When you're leaving, you're in a good mood. What's up, man? What's going on? Oh, life is good, man. Cards are playing great. Blues are playing oh, great. It's just a lot of fun right now. The season. It is a lot of fun. So much fun. Season's starting to turn a little bit. I bet you get a lot of joy too. Just walking around fast days, and you just everybody in there's ha- you don't just see nobody's miserable. Everybody in there's having fun. Well, it's it's definitely not a. Uh, you know, it's definitely not a sports, all sports bar. So, you know, you'll have birthday parties and that stuff, but when the sports are on and when we're winning and whether it's a playoff team, it does change it a little bit when people are just so into it, you know, and going crazy and cheering. It does make it a little more fun. No all question. right. Normally we say, where in the world is Eddie? I think you've, I think you've been headquartered. We've, we've, we've got you locked down the last few weeks or so, but give me an idea. How about a, a five for a fast Eddie. Give me like your favorite places to go, and for different reasons where you'd go and why. Well, I guess there's a different reason to go different places. Obviously, you know you go to Florida when it's cold. I've I've definitely spent the most time in Key West in my life, as far as outside of St. Louis. You know, I've, that's that's what I guess that would be called my favorite place. But if you go like you know if you go in the middle of summer up to a Card Cup series in Chicago and you know, hit that beach and hit Wrigley Field. You know, you know, there's things going on at different places. It's it's just as fun. You know, you can't you can't take U.S. as a, as beautiful or whatever. But it's always, you know, it's always what's going on and who you're with. You know, that's that's how I that's how I did travel. It's uh sounds a little hokey, but it, it's true. You know, you, you get somewhere and you're with the right people doing the right stuff, especially if something's going on. Like I've been rooting for the Avalanche for the last couple of days too, just because I want to go out to Denver. You know, I want to. I love Denver, so I want to go there. And they're still skiing out there. So if I could go out there and catch the Blues and catch the Avalanche and maybe a slope, that'd be just awesome. So I'm, so I'm secretly kind of hoping uh, Colorado advances too. You know, yeah. stuff like that. I love. I love. I like traveling, but you know, I like being here too because this is where I have most of my friends and family. And they're, 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 again, it sounds like you're trying to be a homer. But it's the truth. You know, it's it's how much fun can you have? You know. Well, you know, what? it's and you touched on it because. I mean, you don't have to be a world traveler. Get yourself up to Chicago. You're going to have a blast. You get yourself right. to Denver. You have a blast. Rich Gould has told right. me this many. Rich Gould is like, buddy, when I'm retired, I said, where are you going to go? He said, I just want to go all around the U.S. He said, I got so many damn places in the U.S. I haven't been. I'm not ready to right. leave. <laughs> there are a million I'm, places to go in the U.S. Hey, I, I got a passport that never gets out of that drawer, man. I, I never leave the country. I, there's so much stuff to do here, whether it's sports-related or not. And, and again, it's easier. It's quicker. You can look up a Frontier flight for fifty bucks and be in Colorado. Like you said, I can drive to drive to Chicago in four hours. I'm at Wrigley Field watching the cards. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, I like small traveling. It's just, it's just, 
I like I, and I really like to eat a lot. I mean, as you can tell, so that kind of goes along with Chicago <laughs> and different places, and right here in St. Louis too. Have you ever done the train? Have you done Amtrak to, up for a regular oh, weekend? Oh yeah, that's the best. You can have a couple of couple cold ones, you know, not worry about it. Oh yeah. All right. Well, uh, on our summer list, I told my son I'm going to do it. We'll do a train to Chicago, but we also got to lock it in. We got the backyard barbecue at Izzy's, and we want Fast Eddie. Kenny Wallace is coming. You bring maybe bring a sandwich or two. We'll get a party at Izzy's right up the road from you. Yep. I'll fill the grill, and we'll we'll do it. And that guy knows how to do it. We'll have a ball. I've been waiting for. I got to call him and ask him about that. I need a date, a time. I need to put him on that. You know. Well, he well, he, he got a he, he's getting a red jacket now. He's a Cardinal Hall of Famer. I texted him yeah. and I said, "Is the party off? Did the price go up?" He claims right. he claims we're okay, but he hadn't gotten the yeah. jacket. We better do it before he gets the jacket. Probably like Eddie and Martin who? Right. You know, <laughs> change his number. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and I love it for him though on that on the serious side. That's fantastic. It's so fun. Yes. We definitely got to do the barbecue, man. All right, we'll get a date on it. Remind everybody, doors open at 1 o'clock. The grill's firing up right now at Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. It is 4th and Broadway. door right now. How about I'm that? Up, right? See you later. All right, take care. That's Fast Eddie checking Thanks, in with man. us from Alton. Doors open at 1 during the week, 11 a.m. on the weekends. They're open every single day. So when you hear us talking about the great food, the homemade bratwurst, the Fat Eddie Burger, you can check it out for yourself by going to Alton, Illinois. And he mentioned it. you got a big old group for a... Birthday party, a bachelorette party, they can accommodate. Huge parking lot next door. You roll up in a bus, a shuttle, they've got room for you. Fast days just need to be 21. And if you're ready for fun, they are ready for you. We're going to check in with Chuck Marlowe a little bit later. He's in Dallas. Blues are talking today. Probably a light day for them. What, what do you really need to do this time of year? It's not exactly like you're going to practice much. Maybe look at a little video, tweak things a little bit. Blues, 4-3 winners last night. Pat Maroon, who started the season... So slow, and I know there's a lot of pressure. You're playing in your hometown. I mean, David Freeze, who ended up with one of the biggest moments ever in St. Louis sports history, could tell you about being a St. Louis guy in your hometown. There's so much pressure with that. Pat Maroon's dealt with that all year, and there he is getting the game-winning goal last night with a minute 38 to go in Dallas. I know Kenny Wallace was watching. He was tweeting. He was high-fiving. He was celebrating, and maybe even at the home – Maybe a cold brew. Let's let, let's let it breathe. I've got to listen to it. I'd get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You know it's me when I come through your town. I'm going to ride around in style. I'm going to drive everybody wild. Cause I'll have the only one there is around. So the very next day when right, I punched in with a big lunch box. Kenny Wallace, last night, you're a Cardinal guy, you're a Blues guy. Seven o'clock. You just flipping on the remote back, and you probably got multiple TVs up at your spread. I uh, I have everything I need, but I will tell you this: that Cardinal game, that Blues game, about took me down. I would have rather been playing because at least when you're in the game and you're playing, you're going and doing. Man, you know, watching watching our Cardinals score those. Uh, you know, six runs in, I believe, the fourth or fifth inning. And then watching the Blues just – listen, i got to tell you, Martin, I watched your your, uh, your TKO last night. I love everything you said. But, uh, man, it was hard. I, I see everybody on Twitter today. It was like it was like the old cardiac cardinal days. I was, my heart was pounding. Uh, I can't believe 
there could be any more excitement in St. Louis than there is uh, there was last night. Yeah, and the way it played out, I said this, I know at the time you're mad, you're screaming when they give up goals and they give up leads, but I think when it's over, when you've had a wild ride like that, it's even better. Isn't it more fun that you had uh, you had to go through that emotional, the gut-wrenching, oh, no, they gave up a goal, it's 2-2. Two, two. Oh, they gave up, it's 3-3. Three, three. Oh, crap, oh, these idiots, what are they doing? They're ruining my, hey, they won. It's just uh, I love, like a typical fan. You're making me laugh because here's what's funny, right? For you and I, people, you know, we're of age, right? So, you know, you go back 15, 20, whatever, how many years ago it was, where there's no cell phones, there's no Twitter, Facebook. So, and I'd love to see you do that once on the TKO, almost as a, as a comedy show. You, you follow Twitter, right? right? But then when the game when the game is over, right, the game's over and the Blues win. It's funny to go back to the start of the game last night, the Blues game, and, and, and follow a person's timeline. <laughs> They're like, yeah. Then they're like, oh, my God, our Blues suck. We can't even keep the puck in our end zone. And then we win the game, and they're like, oh, I love the Blues. The Blues are great. It's hilarious. <laughs> and you know what? And it's everybody. We watch games at Fox 2, and a pitcher starts throwing balls, and we start screaming. We're like, oh, this guy, what's he still on the team for? And then he strikes out three in a row. We're like, yeah, great inning. Good job. <laughs> you're, you're right. It is an emotional roller coaster. You know what's funny about life? And I used to not be this way. I mean, I used to bitch and moan when I was a kid, right? And then the older I got, I realized, no, that's silly. You can't be the greatest all the time. So in this perfect world, we, we assume we're going to sit down in our seats. We're going to watch the Blues or the Cardinals, and just complete domination is what would make us happy. In other words, our pitcher goes up, he strikes everybody out. The other team cannot even get a base hit, and we just score 10 runs every inning. I think – that's what's funny, right? That's what we expect, realizing how stupid we are. <laughs> and, you know, stupid's a strong word, but it is. We're stupid. You know, we should slap ourselves every once in a while. Yeah, we're, Not, we're illogical yeah. for sure because it makes no sense. We hate this guy. We hate this guy. We love you, man. Like the old Bud Light yeah. commercials, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I believe uh, we are all going through right now where – Listen, I'm going to say it because there's nothing wrong with saying it. Uh, we, St. Louis, we, we feel the Stanley Cup. We feel it. There's no doubt. We feel it. We're, this team is the best team we've had ever. I don't know. It just seems like we're skating fast. It seems like we're tough. How about Maroon last night? He will kick your ass at any time. And he, <laughs> he's ready to go. And, and, man, and he can score, you know, so he's tough and he has finesse. How about that little flip, you know, to win the game? I mean, that was, that was a, you know, he's a tough guy, and then he just takes that, that stick and pop. And, and, and yeah. I was really interesting, too, because he said in the postgame that he's been working on that shot. And we see these guys on the ice. We'll cover a lot of morning skates or practices, and it just seems sort of they're just running around like, what are they really doing out there? But he said that angle, that shot's been something that he's worked on. It's amazing when you put in that kind of time and then it pays off at the biggest moment of the year. Oh, and you know what? And I think of the combination. First of all, you're 110% right. I just might add this. You know, you know, a, a bad word to use is a goon, right? You know, you, you get a player that goes out there and beats somebody up. But, you know, Maroon is not a goon. You don't jack with Maroon. He'll beat your ass, and then, oh, by the way, he'll, he'll score a nice, elegant goal and, I tell you what, that's a, that's a that's a that's a tough combination to beat. So, uh, 
I really like him. Uh, I just like his style. And Colton, man, Colton Pareko, remember last year? Oh, he won't do this. He's too nice. Um, well, damn, he must have took some mean pills because, uh, I mean, he's getting it done, too. I uh, Like last week, he, he defended the goal. He put the fire out. He was ready to throw it down. So uh, the Blues are different than, than I've ever seen them in 30 or 40 years. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I think if you look back, and some of the Blues historians could tell you that they've had more talented teams, they've had bigger names maybe at one time, but they haven't had this kind of collective vibe. I mean, it's it's, it's tricky because you don't want to get suckered in and go, oh, no, they let me down again. But I think because the goalie plays well almost every night, it's taken that out of the equation, which was always the issue in the past. And there's just kind of a winning vibe. you got a coach that we didn't know a whole lot about when he took over, but seems to have the winning touch. And he does seem to be a badass, doesn't he? We were, Frank and I were discussing earlier, who are some intimidating coaches that we've had in our town? Like, there's a lot of folks that would get into verbal sparring, but nobody really, very few coaches or managers we thought, well, well, he could really kick our ass. But I, I think Craig Berube could, and he might. Yeah, you know, I got two thoughts about that. First of all, my brother, Rusty, he always said, he goes, I'm going to give you suggestive criticism. My brother Rusty would say that after chewing my ass out and making me cry, you know, around 19, 22 years old. I mean, my brother Rusty is a winner. He's so good. He's great. But, you know, he used to rough me up, boy. And I mean, just hurt my feelings. Now that I look back on it, he was right. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Every once in a while, you got to have a grown up slap you around and go, look, kid, I've seen this. Straighten up. Here's what's going to happen. Now, okay, I want to end that. Uh, and I want to move on to what you said last night on your TKO. You, you know, you talked about, you know, Ruby making some changes, and was it Prawn didn't like it? Uh, he made a statement, and and but but what was great for and it, and it goes on this same situation. And you might have already talked about it today, but I haven't been listening all day. What? That, well, I try. I had to okay. get some lunch for, for the Here's wife, you. but. But, but like you said on the TKO last night, I loved it because what happened, what's the very first goal, you know? Uh, you know, I believe, what was it, Schwartz? Yeah, that he had moved goal? up. Yep, that he Deflected. moved up on that top line. And yeah, I, and so, I, so I, that makes – go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was going to say what the whole theme, for those who didn't watch, which it's a shame, but the theme is that he just doesn't care. I mean, he cares deeply, wants to win, but in terms of players' opinions or issues, he doesn't care. And I think that's – right. That's where you probably need to be in 2019. You know what, Kenny? On the line with us is our hockey insider, live from Dallas, fresh off holding these players accountable, Charlie Marlowe. Chuck, say hello to our friend Kenny. Kenny, what's up, buddy? How are you? Charlie, great, great tweeting last night. Man, I, I loved you taking pictures of uh, the Dallas, uh, the, what their, their shake, their green and white shake. But, but I didn't see any pictures of you. Of, of those mean fans throwing beer and popcorn on our players. I know. What's up with that? Well, how about this? Before the game, <laughs> you know how there was all the talk about the fact that St. Louis fans wouldn't be able to get tickets because you have to have a zip code from Texas or a nearby state. So this, this Blues fan came in with an Alex Petrangelo jersey, and at the time he was the only Blues fan I could see in the whole arena. And there was this really nice police officer next to me. I said, Hey, can we can we craft a funny photo here where you pretend to kind of grab him and throw him out because he's a Blues fan? And he laughed and he said, "You know what? I would do that." He goes, "Somebody above me probably wouldn't like it though, so let's just not do it." Right. Well, wait, and you know what? 
of all people, my Catholic loving wife, you know, she's the one that holds me back. She's the one, Kim Wallace, my wife, she's the one that drew attention to me. Uh, it was on Facebook or Twitter that the Dallas Stars announced that. Well, whether it was a fake post, I don't think so. But, you know, she they, that got her riled up that Blues fans, you know, couldn't get tickets. Well, that was silly, right? Because somebody could get some tickets and, you know, from another state. But anyway, yeah, uh, that was that was wild, my wife filling me in on that that whole situation. And Charlie, uh, you were there last night post game and Pat Maroon, I think he even said, I still can't believe that that just happened. What about the vibe today, a day after a thrilling win? What are the players saying? Well, you can tell this team, they're a very confident bunch. They have that quiet confidence, which we talk about all season long. And that's kind of become a storyline that people are, are writing about and talking about today though, as you could probably guess it wasn't as much about the uh the beer being thrown and by the way just a quick sidebar i feel like if you throw beer on craig berube during the game he should be able to punch you yeah i'm saying like just because you're at a game and okay you get thrown out of the game you can't throw something at another human being i don't care what sporting event it is and imagine doing it to that guy who could probably grab this fan and just crush them with his bare hands but uh speaking of kind of some of the back and forth obviously a lot of the talk was about uh Lindell and the whole embellishment. And so it's, it's kind of funny to listen to all of the Blues players today talk about it. Craig Ruby talked about it, and Bennington spoke, and Bortuzzo spoke, and Alexander Steen spoke, and they all tried to basically say, yeah, we don't need this in the game. We tried to get this out of the game. It was BS, but they didn't actually say that. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to tap dance around the fact that everybody in these rooms – and everybody around hockey's ripping on Lindell as they should for the embellishment as they're trying to get that out of the game. But the uh, the Blues were being good sports about not trying to make it more bulletin board material. It was a great talking point out of the game, though, because you know it's playoff hockey, and everybody's comment and joke was, "When does this turn into a soccer game?" I'm like, hey, soccer fans, not gonna be happy about that. But I agree on the Craig Berube. He should. Be, we all wanted to see it. Let Chief loose in the stands. I will guarantee you, Kenny Wallace would never throw a beer at another human being. Not only because it's disrespectful, but because he probably just shelled out twelve bucks for that Bud Light, and I'll damn guarantee you, he's going to drink it. Hundred percent. I don't know if Kenny's still there, but yeah, if you're spending twelve <laughs> yeah, bucks and, and you want to have those 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 two beers, you know, if you're paying twelve bucks at a, a hockey game or a baseball game, you're probably getting about a thirty-two ounce beer. You can't waste that stuff. Correct, hey, Charlie. Charlie, it, think about it this way. He was throwing an Anheuser-Busch beer, so who really won? There you go. And you know what? <laughs> this is kind of funny. You were talking about Craig Berube and, and being kind of a menacing presence. It reminds me a little bit of Gary Pinkle and just kind of the way they, they talk, but there was a, a very subtle moment today during his interview, and it wasn't anything I think you'd catch on camera, but one reporter asked him a question, and Craig Berube started talking, and the reporter kind of interrupted him. You could tell Craig Berube wasn't done finishing his thought, and he just kind of threw him one of these looks, like, don't do that again. And it was kind of subtle. I, I chuckled. It was just one of those things like, come on, dude, don't interrupt me. I'm Craig Berube. Just, just stop this. His face is mean looking. Berube's face <laughs> looks mean. I'd, I'd hire him as the- as a Blues head coach because he looks mean. Correct, correct. Well, hey, <laughs> Kenny, we'll uh, we'll let you go. Great to check in. I know this. We'll talk some racing next week. Big crowd at Talladega, and again, that didn't get enough 
mentions because we didn't have anything to complain about because there was a big crowd. We'll get into some NASCAR talk next week. All blues right now. Uh, have a great week. 190,000 people at Talladega over three days. And, Charlie, you're doing a good job. Stay in the trenches. We're cheering you on. Thank you, buddy. Love you, Kenny. How about that? Okay. We, Charlie, you know, the reason I brought him on, I just felt like after a long Monday, you had about a 16-hour day, nobody cares about the media, I just thought you might have needed a little pep talk, and I brought in the one and only Kenny Wallace, just for you. Make you feel good. He's always great. Always great for energy. Always great for content. No, but it is, it is that nice kind of, uh, I don't want to say relaxing, but uh, in between games, right now I'm sitting in the uh, in the seats here at American Airlines Center, and the Blues, I'm, I'm trying to count how many people are out there. There's about maybe 10 guys out there just having a very light little skate. A bunch of the guys were doing kind of their off-ice work, some uh, – some medicine ball and some weightlifting type stuff. So obviously resting up for the uh, for the big game four where they can set a franchise record, a playoff record, by winning five straight road games if they take this game tomorrow. Chuck Marlowe was on site. I felt early we saw you in the 6 o'clock, 6.20, late arriving crowd. You know, I, Dallas to me, of course, they've got a – it's a great city, great sports city, but I've never thought of their hockey environment as like an intimidating place to play. You were there even three years ago. They won a couple of times, including a game seven. It just doesn't seem to have the intimidation factor. Maybe most places don't have it anymore. The old stadiums are gone, but I've never thought of Dallas as a place. Whoa, you're going to have a tough time in their barn. Yeah, I agree with that. It seems like Enterprise Center, even though they have all the renovations and it looks great, it feels there's think it kind of feels like an old school barn a little bit. Maybe it's maybe it's the fan base kind of going nuts. The the fan base here it was late arriving yesterday. I mean once once the puck dropped it was full and they have eighteen eighteen thousand five hundred I think it is. And I could be wrong on this, but three years ago when we're kind of traveling around to the different places for the playoffs, to me Dallas was the first one I saw that really did the big kind of electronic laser light show deal before the game. And then I think Vegas took that to a whole new level. And I think everybody does it now, but I remember three years ago seeing that I'm like, wow, they do all the stuff with the lights and the green lights and the lasers. Um, I think it also just speaks to the, to the fan base and, and what's really important in Dallas. I always think it's fun when you're on the road to listen to sports talk radio. And as I'm driving down to the arena back and forth, 20 minutes, they'll always hit on, the blues a little bit but i'm telling you yesterday i mean there was just in-depth dallas cowboys nfl draft talk why didn't they get a safety i mean it was it was 90 percent dallas cowboys draft and maybe 10 percent uh stars hockey and by the way the announcer for nbc i don't know i don't think it was kenny i'm not sure but it, it did get a lot of play online they said ezekiel elliott went to high school in the state of missouri and everybody said that's not really the point He's from St. Louis. <laughs> Zeke did seem to be riding the fence. He did have a yellow top on that could have been blues-ish. He seemed to be playing it down the middle as best he could. Well, first of all, as Doug Vaughn would say, don't say top. Women wear tops and blouses, okay? That's we just fair. wear shirts. But I did do some, uh, some investigating here. And Ezekiel Elliott, he had a yellow Gucci shirt. Some people were also kind of uh, poking some fun that he had a fanny pack on. I did notice that I believe it was the first Stars goal because they showed Zeke on the Jumbotron, and then later he was sitting with Dirk Nowitzki in a box. But I, I was looking down when the Stars scored their first goal, and obviously the arena goes nuts. He wasn't cheering. So I wonder if he's trying to be Switzerland here as a St. Louis guy who, of course, now works in Dallas. And maybe it's because 
Zeke Elliott actually was born in Alton, Illinois, that they say he went to high school in Missouri, kind of the same way they announced Ben Bishop, born in Denver, Colorado, even though he grew up, obviously, in St. Louis. Yeah, but I think you think of, if you say state of Missouri, it sounds like he could be from the boot heel. It could be from Kansas City. It's like he's from the St. Louis area. And to be he, fair for Chuck, to him, all that matters is where he went to college. Correct. 100%. 100%. 100%. Uh, Charlie, you hold those guys accountable down there in Dallas. I didn't like how close that game was. If you could pass that along to Chief, I'd like them to tighten it up for game four. Swarm them. Love it. Skate, boy, skate. Fox 2, all over it. All the reports. I have to say, the only the only local station, apparently, that really cares about the Blues in this playoff <laughs> run. So you should probably uh, tune into the old Fox, too. God, calling out Channel 30 on the air here on the Midday Grind. All right, Chuck, we'll talk to you uh, later this week. See you, boys. And probably later tonight on the 2 Fox. Charlie Barlow live from Dallas there as part of the Fox 2 coverage. Uh, just enough time off just for enough. a couple of loose ends. It's the end of the day. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. Uh, we do have some new audio added to uh, At the End of the Day. Ooh. Uh, you texted this to me. I've listened to it to make sure there are no naughty words. There are none. Uh, here's the voicemail that Andy Strickland wished you had deleted from your phone after the draft, first round of the draft last Winning Thursday. Winning the big bet with yes. Frank. He was Which, celebrating. What time did you get this voicemail? All right, I, to be fair, I called Strick Thursday night at about 1230. So you got this Friday morning then probably. He called me back at 144. <laughs> he said, I figured it was okay since you called me at 1230. I didn't see that he called at 144. Here's how it sounded. Listen, I know it's late. And I would never call you at this hour, but I saw a missed call from you. So I'm just letting you know that I'm having my post-draft celebration. And I want you to know this is about, or among the most gratifying among. and greatest days in the history of my life. Maybe my among. career. Can we call it a career? I mean, my staff is so good. They should never be second-guessed ever again. Or my football knowledge. Okay. I see the tape. I see the film. I tell you what I see. This guy's a second-round pick, and Frank's going to have to pay up. This is incredible, incredible stuff. Okay? Plus, the Blues won game one en route to the Cup. They will win a Cup within the next eight years, I promise you. Here it comes. Wait for it. Cocky tomorrow. Hashtag slop. Hashtag slop. i got to isolate that part. Strick was celebrating. Hashtag slop. Oh, yeah. and and by the way, the Blues won a playoff game. Strecky, <laughs> that was secondary. Also, he, clearly, gloating was high on the list of winning the bet with Frank. Married man, father of three. Right. But guessing Drew Locke not picked in the first round is one of the most gratifying Correct. moments of his life. <laughs> Honey, did I just hear a clip of you on the? Oh, that was not supposed to be played on the radio. <laughs> um, I think um, we like to. Um, yeah, sometimes you look to other countries abroad for ideas and how to run yours. And um, this is not meant to be political but japan is getting a new emperor old emperor resigned new ones coming in went to oxford in celebration of that they have a 10-day they just basically closed the country for 10 days i'm thinking maybe every time you get a new president let's just take 10 days off in january now some people aren't happy is there a rationale for it uh, well people aren't happy actually because apparently if you're in the service industry you're working more in these 10 days because people Everybody else is say off. who works in finance, you're a lawyer, you work in a, in a non-service industry field, you're 
going on vacation, you're going out to eat a lot, going to bars, hanging out. So waitresses, bartenders, hotel clerks, they're working more over the next 10 days. I, however, don't work in any of those industries, so I'd be okay with this. A 10-day, let's just take a break. Seems excessive. I, gotta I don't say, think so. How long is the emperor been in charge? Well, the emperor's not really in charge. The emperor, emperor holds no political. I don't okay, know. So I didn't long, look that How up. long has the emperor held this position? Uh, I didn't look What I'm up. saying is if it only happens every 20, 30 years, maybe. We should do it I every I can't believe Matt Rogers doesn't years. know this answer off the top of his head. We should do this every four years. How does he not know this? Let's take 10 days off every four years. No more two-termers. I'd be okay with that. In fact, I'd me a 10-day vacation. Also, uh, Cardinal. The Japanese Empire ends around like 45. Yeah. Uh, Cardinal prediction tonight, a real one, not the one where you expect them to be down 10 nothing and won't use Hex. How about they're up 10 nothing? Mm-hmm. It, is, it is strange. In, in your hypothetical reasoning why you wouldn't use Hicks tonight, you went Cardinals down 10 nothing and not Cardinals up 10 nothing. Oh. We're getting a look into the Martin Kilcoin no, psychosis no. here. What I'm saying is when you have a win in hand, you got to grab it just in case the next night. You're facing a certain defeat. You just took a, yeah, you took a much uh, glass half no. empty approach. Uh, I think the cards are not only riding high, but the Nats are sort of slumping a not little a bit. a very good pitcher on the mound. Animal Sanchez, ERA about six. I'm going to say it's a – that card's offense is good for about six runs a night. Seems like it. Do you, do you want some Emperor's, Emperor information? I'll go 6-4 cards winning tonight, and now our Emperor update. All right, so this was Akihito who actually took over from Hirohito, which – I think most people would be surprised to remember did not step down after World War II. Love the Um And now it's going to be Naruhito who ah. is taking over as of tomorrow. And then so the, how long there's Judge was Lance Ito? Akihito, Akihito took over in '89. So it's about a 30 year run. Well, no, I mean, Hirohito was in there for 63 years. But I mean, the current guy is leaving yes. after a 30 year run. Yes. So I'm saying these 10 day breaks. Are not all that common. All right, that's the end of the day. Yeah, first one since 89. All right, that's the end of the day. The end of the week, Friday, we're going to be at Rosalita's, Rosalita's correct? Rosalita's on Friday off Frank Washington City Avenue. Frank City the uh, Mechanical, Mechanical Bowl. Bowl. yeah. My hurt is back doing it. He didn't say that, but we sort of... We're, we're going to have him do it. Uh, we'll be at Rosalita's all day all Friday. A lot of fun and games. Make sure you stop by, say hello, and... Schnooks wants to remind you, order those Mother's Day flowers. Simply do it on your phone. Download the rewards app. Your Schnooks app on your phone, you get everything done, get them ordered, delivered all from your phone, and collect your points. When you're shopping at Schnooks, you should be making money because they will give it to you on the way out. Just simply register for the rewards program. You type in your phone number, let them, they'll let you know if you've got some money coming back to you with each purchase at a neighborhood Schnooks. I think we'll be out at one. Charlie Tuna has the Thursday night tour. We'll probably be out at Schnooks next week. Got a full slate of May. That's right, next Friday. Yeah, the world tour. That'll kick in on uh, May 10th, I believe. Schnooks, one of our great sponsors here on the Midday Grind. The hard line is coming to you right next here on 590 The Fan.